Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Blood and Mud podcast. The podcast that's... Josh, you're not going to believe this. And listeners, you're not going to believe this, but... The podcast that has finally reached, I believe, at this point, gravel saturation point. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. I thought... Well, neither did I until I got to about 4pm yesterday and was utterly pig sick of the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and I've still got five ton of it to move. I mean, on the plus side, they're mini digger, right? Well, yeah, but that's gone weeks ago. We're just in, oh. we're into like barrowing gravel and oh, see, moving fucking massive rubbish. slabs of York stone, which were, I didn't buy them. They're on the patio already, but having to be moved <laughs> to create stepping stones in the garden. It's a whole thing, but it's just so fucking heavy, man. Everything Genuinely. is heavy and everything needs moving. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> this is the thing with any kind of earthworks, you know, oh. it's all very heavy. And it all takes a lot of fucking hassle to do. And I just don't know if it's worth it. No. I mean, I'm sure it oh, will be worth it in the end. I'm sure it will. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, anyway. So I thought I'd make it. It's gone too far feel... now. It's got to be worth it. Well, it's got to be done now. It's half done. Yeah. So I've got to, I can't not move the gravel now because I'll have a garden done look right and just loads of bags <laughs> of gravel on my drive. And that's just, that definitely won't look good. So. <laughs> I thought I'd cheer myself up after yeah. watching myself up. But I thought I'll take a break and I'll, I'll settle myself in and I'll watch mm. the. La- Do you watch Ozark? Uh, I've watched Piston Bobs of it. Never got into it. Well, it's One it's the them. final series now, and they've had like, heard, the first yes. half, and it's and I said, honestly, it is so fucking stupid. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to get to the end of it, but it's like, is it? It's not as bad as the way I felt having to watch to the end of Sons of Anarchy which yeah. is probably the greatest hate-watching experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but it's getting there because it's just so stupid. So very, I mean, very stupid. That, that is very much how I feel about uh, Season 2 of Star Trek Picard, where every week... I gave up on that. It's, that, that it's one fucking awful. When he went inside his head, I thought, that's it. I'm Honestly, ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, and each week, just like... Each week, I just think, a bunch of people 
greenlit this. <laughs> like there was a writer's room, an executive producer, and like a, a person who runs a TV channel who was supposed to be very well paid, I'm sure, and are supposedly very good at their jobs. And they allowed this to happen. And I, I just, it's question, it's really shook, it shook me to my core. That, that, never matter what Patrick Stewart because he said, I wasn't going to come back. I was, I turned up saying yeah, I was for any old no shit. But then, yeah. the script, but then the script was so good. Yeah. It was like, you're such a liar. Like, there's no way you looked at season two and thought, yeah, I'm definitely sticking <laughs> around for this. It's definitely not about the money. Well, this is the thing. They, they came with the script and also a giant check. And thankfully, one of them was more impressive than the other one for him. But sadly for the rest of us, we now have to watch it. Honestly. So I couldn't even cheer myself up with the tally. No. I've still got the latest episode of Winning Time to watch, which is diverting. I've still, I've still only watched about 20 minutes of that, and it was exactly what I expected it to be. <laughs> it's the big short, <laughs> but basketball. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I happily will go back. In the same way that I've watched like three episodes of uh, Peacemaker with John Cena, which is a spin-off of a film I haven't watched, you know, which I, I was... the, But it's... It is very funny, I must be honest. And John Cena is surprisingly excellent as a sort of meathead. It will shock you to learn that from a professional wrestler, John Cena is exceptionally good at playing a sort of <laughs> slightly lovable meathead. But the professional wrestlers, I, I watched all of Young Rock in one go the other week. Oh, I haven't watched that Really yet. enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I've got watch. a great deal of goodwill for, for Dwayne. Uh, so and I should speaking, probably just watch speaking it. Speaking of that, um, I live quite near Wrexham, right? Yes. And we all know about the stories that's, you know, the, the Hollywood Indeed. takeover of Wrexham. Indeed. Well, it turns out a bloke a bloke in work mm-hmm. is, and he's, he's he's a lovely man, Yeah, but he's not the most exciting man in the world. Mm-hmm. And he, when Wrexham was fan-owned and stuff, he was mm. their treasurer. Okay. He is. And somebody was telling me the other day, they were in a meeting with him, and he said, how was, how was your weekend? You know, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, it was all right. I had to go to a meeting about the club and I met The Rock. <laughs> and he said it in a completely matter-of-fact way. And this lad, other lad, he said, what? what? Well, what? He, goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, I met, yeah, he's a mate of Ryan's, so he kind of joined in on this Zoom call we were having. And it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, if Ryan Reynolds is one thing, but if we're going to get The Rock in some way involved in Wrexham. He's a well. mate of Ryan's, says the nondescript <laughs> fellow who's been treasurer at Wrexham for years. Amazing stuff. To Ryan's. Oh. What a strange world we live in now, eh? Indeed, yeah. What have you been up to? I've moaned like hell about my gardening and shit telling experiences. <laughs> what have you been up to? I mean, well, I, I've... Um, I've also been out in the garden this weekend. I mean, there's a bit of my lawn, right, that because of lack of shade and some overgrown plants, the responsibility for which will remain nameless. Um, <laughs> a bit like a sort of, a, you know, a two-foot square of our lawn is basically just barren and has no grass in it. So I tried last year. I put some seed down. I didn't cover it, and all the birds just ate it all. So this year, I'm like... You know what? I'm going fucking Billy Big Bollocks here. I'm going to get some chicken wire. I'm going to make a little fucking house. I'm going to put it on top of the lawn and I'm going to put my seed down and it'll be fine. Mm. And I think the slugs have eaten it. <laughs> Someone's eaten it. I've got the <laughs> reverse problem of that in that mm. I, I'm t- 
where I've got like stuff planted, I've I've mulched the fuck out of it because I'm just sick mm. of grass and nettles growing. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I've been shoveling as well as gravel is mulch. <laughs> but anyway, and this there's some grass just keeps fucking coming through. It's tough stuff. So I'm moaning about this the other day to Natalie, who's in the garden with me. I said, "Fucking grass just won't stop coming through," and she suddenly she just drops in. Yeah, I mean, last year I probably been thinking about it. I shouldn't have bought that. I bought a lot of Canadian grass seed and just threw it around everywhere. <laughs> it's like, what? What? Now you tell me that you've basically bought grass that can survive a fucking Arctic winter, and I'm throwing fucking mulch at it and thinking that's going to do a reasonable job. No wonder I'm being defeated by it. Maybe that's what I need because genuinely, in my garden, grass will grow everywhere except where I want it to grow. <laughs> so, like in between it's paving stones, sides of yeah. house, like any nook or cranny will suddenly become like fucking the old Trafford of my patio. But like, if actually growing grass on the fucking lawn where it's supposed to be, absolute pain up my ass. So, so I've been doing this weekend though, which is very satisfying in the garden. I've got a you know a big fucking petrol powered diamond cutter blade saw. <sighs> I've been using that to cut through four, like three inch, four inch slabs of stone. Nice. Oh, see, that must be very. You attach a hose to it and everything, and feel like oh, lovely shit. Do you know what I mean? To keep the dust down. Hmm. Oh, it's anyone else I've done this week actually. Oh yeah. You know, last year where people recommended me like the sort of cat and you know cat friendly organic. For, like weed killers. That oh, the vinegar and water and a spray. Yeah, whatever. It didn't was. fucking work at all. Uh, literally, <laughs> yeah. it it made I looked the up leaves... on the internet straight away. They said that's bullshit. It yeah, and they made the the leaves go a little bit shrivelly, and then they all grew back. Uh, and now this year, I'm got a cat anymore, so I've just gone oh, some. Oh. I've yeah, but um, I've just gone Billy Big Bollocks. I've got myself a big old fucking thing around up. And I'm going to go fucking hog wild this weekend. Well, when Natalie was away the other week, I was sick of too many weeds and grass around the rose bushes. <sighs> Coming back to it was tough. I thought, fuck this, because I've got one of them Ghostbusters things you put on your back with yeah, the pump yeah. spray thing. So I mix a lot around. I thought, fuck it. I'm going, you know, I'm only that far off the ground. You know, how much damage mm. did it do to the roses? Did it? Then, of course, did that like thing where you panic and I better look up on the internet. What does Roundup do to roses? You know, and it basically went, You are fucked. It basically sucks it, it sucks it through the stems, it sucks it through everything. I was like, Oh my God. And I started looking, I watched it, I watched like endless numbers of videos on YouTube thinking, Somebody please tell me it's going to be okay. And I found some mad American bloke who was videoing himself spraying stuff literally like that far, you know, an inch away from the roses. Mm. He said, and that's fine, don't worry. If any if you get any of it on it like this, and he sprayed it literally at the roads, just snap so just snap that branch off, that's fine. I was like, but of course I had two weeks <laughs> of thinking, I can't tell her this. Because she no. she'd counseled against the roundup near the roses. Yeah, exactly. But I did it when like, she was away. That's the thing. I'm sat there thinking, I've got two weeks, you know, because it takes about two weeks for Roundup mm-hmm. to do its worst. Mm-hmm. It? So I'm sat there thinking, I've got two weeks, and if these things start dying, I'm gonna have to fucking fess exactly what I've done. <laughs> It didn't happen. Not when I was three weeks clear of it, I confessed. Should have seen her face. That won't be happening again. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, Rory says, our lads, perfect topic. I've been doing gardening today as well and trying to get rid of weeds. Fucking cons- Just what funking you do is, cunts of things. He actually types. Cons- you spend hours <laughs> and hours and hours trying yeah. to figure out a way of not having to get on your hands and knees and rip them out. Yeah. 
And the hours you've spent trying to figure that out, you could have just been ripping them out. That's what that's the conclusion I've come to. Everything ends true. with you just gotta fucking get bend your back you got, and yeah. them out. Yeah, you've got to get down on your hands and knees with Honestly, a little fucking ten minutes thing. living at this now. Fucking gardens yeah. question time. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Do you know because it was funny you say I was thinking about getting one of them things like those motorized things that claim to take out weeds in between pass path things and then i just looked at every review of it and it was just like this works if you've got some moss between your path paving yes. it's like who's who's fucking caring about a bit of moss between I'm sure i think some... moss looks nice between in your i've got no problem with it at all no it's fine see i've got i've got a problem anymore now because all my patio has been ripped up which comes back to my york stone conversation in the day Honestly, I wish. I'm going to make stepping stones with what I've got left over, fill it with golden gravel. It's not beautiful. Well, anyway, anyway, on that yes. note, we can't mm. surely keep talking about it. But well done, everyone, for gardening. You'll be struggling out there. Indeed. If you're a patron, you know, send gardening questions in or they'll be best to respond. More power to you all. The answer is always spray it with Roundup and don't tell your wife. Or the <laughs> yeah, yeah. life partner of your choice. Or occasionally um, smash shit up with a big So if you do want to send questions to me, mm. yeah, or, or you can send them to Josh, I guess. I mean, um, I wouldn't send them to me because my sphere of reference is very limited. So, if you want to get in touch with me, at Blood and Mud I am on the Twitter, and my DMs are open, so you could fire all kinds of random garden shit at me. I can't promise mm. I'll answer, and I can't promise if I do answer that it'll be entirely correct or reliable. But, you know, you, you pays your money, you spins the wheel, you takes your chance. Absolutely nothing about this podcast should lead anyone to think that we are either correct or reliable in any exactly. way, DIY or otherwise. Or you can get to us from Lee at bloodandmud.com on the email either, if that's your preference, if you're old. Indeed. My kids are fucking baffled by email. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, because yeah. eventually they will have to enter the world of work, and with yeah. it, they will have to then embrace email. And they'll have to receive, like, the council tax bill electronically, things yeah, like that, yeah. when they finally get it out. And stuff. <laughs> anyway, Josh, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, at Josh Gardner or at Ruth underscore mag. I haven't got a landline, so, uh, you know. They can't ring me. I don't have a landline anymore. Since I've got no. full fibre on the internet, Same. it's gone. No need. Don't need it. Are you Never full fibre now? I'm full fibre now. Man. Beautiful. I'm, I feel I slipped up, though. I moved too early. Oh, because obviously BT had like exclusive rights, I think, for 12 months. Mm. Now every fucker's offering it. It's true. I Although I am, it, I got it. I got into the market, and it's least competitive. <laughs> which I think is, you know, perfect. Well, they absolutely had you over a barrel yeah, for it. They yeah, can charge yeah, you whatever because yeah. I'm just excited. Yeah. Never be yeah. an early mover, people. Never. No, don't early adopt any. Not my style either. Usually, but there you go. So uh, we are on the sports social network, as you know. We are on we Apple are. Podcasts, and we're on Patreon.com. Blood and mud, where you can come along. And uh, do all kinds of things, uh, mm. get extra stuff. Most things, well, what you can come along and do is 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 pay some money. You can two pound a month or twenty pound for the whole year to get access to extra stuff, full account, full uh, episodes every week, the Facebook group, all of the back catalogue, lots and lots of stuff in there. And also, you can just feel like you're supporting us, which will make you feel all nice, hopefully, and supporting my uh, gravel gravel related dreams. Exactly. Your your hard-earned money pays for golden gravel. It does so, pay for golden gravel. Yeah. Eighty pound a ton, in case you're wondering. Oof, the uh, the so um, that's uh, my dad's account rate as well. But Ooh. so the um, or you could pay five pound a month or fifty pound for the whole year to get you know all of that stuff. Plus you get um, 
us having a go at a biography of your name. Now, we've had quite a few building up these past few weeks, what with Easter and me missing a week and Rona. We've had to, we've had to catch up. So, Josh, we'll go, we'll go to you first, shall we? Yeah, and uh, my yeah. first my first patron is just Rory. Now, nobody knows what Rory's surname is because he's like Prince. Um, and for that matter, they're not even sure if his name really is Rory. And maybe it's he's, maybe he's just like a brilliant football player, and they picked the name Rory because he just loves going to like pizza themed daytime nightclubs and forgot how to spell Rory Jackson's name properly. <laughs> uh, oh, the bunga bunga, yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, all we know is that every week he comes, he plays. He goes home and nothing more is said about the matter. Beautiful. Thank you, Rory. Um, I've got Andy Payne. Uh, Beanpole second row for the John Spencer Blues Explosions RFC. <laughs> Polite. But John Andy... Spencer Blues Oh, yeah, John Spencer Blues Explosions <laughs> RFC. Uh, he's a polite and decent man, Andy, and he earned the nickname Tim Nice But Slim. As an horrific mashup of a reference to the former England prop with the same yeah. surname yeah. and the Harry Enfield character of the 1990s. It's, it's nice a terrible nickname, but it's, it's nice how these nicknames as often nice, they do. It's nice how these nicknames just evolved to the point where after about three derivations, they don't make any sense whatsoever. Not at all. Yeah. And it's too hard to explain. Indeed. So we just go with it. Thank you, Andy. Uh, my my next one is Conrad Liddy, uh, all mod Conrad, as he, he's known around the clubhouse, uh, because no amateur player has ever invested so much of his own money into performance-enhancing technology than Liddy. Smartwatch, obviously. One of those weird heart rate monitor things that connects to your phone and tells you how good you're working out, obviously. Is that the one Person that straps under your tits? Yeah, one that straps under your tits. Personal GPS tracker to monitor his performance load when he's doing training and playing in a game, even though nobody else has got one. 100% he's got one of those. And a bloke with a laptop on the side of the pitch monitoring. Uh, he's got one of those weird game-ready ice machines that every rugby player on earth seemingly got gifted about five years ago. Uh, and he's even got one of those weird, like, creepy ab stimulator machines that Ronaldo's always advertising on the bad sports channels. In short, he's got... <laughs> Every advantage possible to ensure that he is in absolute peak physical condition every game and always knows exactly what his body should be doing, which makes it all the more odd that he tweaks his hamstring every other game at around the 65-minute mark. Um, my cousin, our John, mm. right, yes. who is a hilarious man. Think Peter Kay, but blonde, same accent mm -hmm. and everything. Um, he He buys anything. <laughs> and he, he bought one of them ab... Yeah. Ab stimulator things. Mm -hmm. I literally went around it and he was literally sat watching the telly with it strapped on while he was eating like a his dinner out of a big dish. <laughs> it was actually, he kept slightly twitching every five, five seconds because <laughs> it kicked in. Honest to God. Oh, the amount of shit that fella buys is hilarious. <laughs> but does he have abs like Cristiano Ronaldo now? He definitely does not. Um, his nickname in the family, and I'm sorry to body shame, his nickname in the family is the RSP. Because he always goes on holiday. He's, he's in his 50s now, John. He always goes on holiday, wears, still wears budgies and uh, and gets very, very tanned. So we call Oof. him the RSP because he's called the Roast Suckling Pig. So, <laughs> so, so he's, I've actually got a holiday with him in September. I can't wait because I bloody love our John. He's hilarious. But yeah, the, it, and he's like, you know what? People have, have like a, and I love him, this for him. He's got a belly right, unashamed of it, good for him, gets his budgies on. And it's like his belly's like 
taut like a timpani drum. Do you know what I mean? And like <laughs> glowing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a yeah, glowing dome in the sunshine. No, it's amazing. Yeah, there's no, there's not, it's not really like flab. It's just like a hard mass. It's incredible. Of, yeah. yeah, it's it's it looks like it's like medically problematic, but it isn't. <laughs> it's just it's just how he looks. Yeah, he's oh. hilarious. Anyway, yeah. So sorry, ab machine. Where was it up to? You've done, Conrad, haven't you? Thank you, yes, Conrad. Just, indeed. Um, finally, we've got Rob Montagnon. Um, inside centre of Club Rugby Leuf de la Morte near Toulouse. Um, Rob is a dead ringer for Antoine Dupont. All right. But he's six foot five. <laughs> so it leads to lots of slightly baffled people hesitantly asking for selfies. Yeah. Because he looks so they, much like yeah. Antoine Dupont. But he's quite Same clearly a foot taller than him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so loads of people have got selfies to show to their mates who are like, are you stood in a hole next to him there? Yeah. <laughs> does, he wear you, a lot, does he wear a big fluffy bathrobe all the time just to accentuate things? He should do. Imagine that six foot do. five in that Balenciaga thing. I've been wall-to-wall wall, what... Speaking of that, I've been wall-to-wall wall pictures of the fucking Met Ball today on Twitter and all that Honestly, shit. I know. In this, you know, the biggest cost of living crisis anyone's ever faced, <laughs> and there's just pictures of these bastards wearing the ridiculous outfits. Yeah, the bloody GDP of Cameroon or something in a dress. The ba- the baffling thing that I find about it all is, yeah, that people just get so excited. I know, you know people need escapism. It's an escape, but it's like, but it's literally like, you know, it's like. There's no pur- It's not like the Oscars. There's not a purpose for them being there. They're literally there to dress up and show you all that they're better than you and that you are much poorer and less attractive than they are. And I, yes, I did see Lizzo with her. And her ass says, did you see Lizzo? I didn't, but I'm just going to take it that she looked amazing because she always does. She's yeah. the exception to every rule. So Yeah. She brought, she brought a flute that was like, Coordinate was it was a golden flute to coordinate with her black and gold outfit. It was an absolute fucking look. <laughs> I think she played the flute on the red carpet. Honestly, fucking queen. But anyway, I mean, yeah, but I was. I mean, the flute is shit, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, this is all the time the, in the, the world fact, for her being able to play it. She's, the terrible, fact terrible. that she's she is through the sheer force of her own personality and likability <laughs> yeah. somehow made the flute acceptable in pop music is almost her greatest achievement. It's yeah. unbelievable. There's a version of Georgia on my mind by Ray Charles, a live version on YouTube. Mm. I love that song. Love him singing it. Indeed. Honestly, you listen to it and it sets my teeth on edge because there's a fella <laughs> playing jazz flute in between every line. You know what I mean? Too much. Georgia. Too... I said a Georgia. <laughs> It's fucking horrendous. It literally, honestly, it feels a, like it feels like somebody turned on an ab fucking thing on my stomach in between each line. It's amazing that jazz flute or any flute is endured after past Ron Burgundy doing it. Really, surely <laughs> yes, that that I mean, moment. To be fair, this was from the sixties, so you know. To be fair, understand. yeah, yeah. But it's just remarkable that the flute wasn't just then all smelted down, and it was like we're done. Hey, jazz flute. Imagine scat singing, but on a flute. <sighs> The only thing that it could is, be worse is like jazz recorder or jazz bagpipes, <laughs> maybe. Jazz recorder orchestra. <laughs> jazz <laughs> bag jazz. It all sounds bag wrong. Jazz. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. Move on. Let's move on. Shall we begin as we always begin, Josh? I think we better add. load of yeah. shite talk for 20 minutes before yeah. we move on to uh, a player spotted. 
Anna Seligman yes. gets in touch via the patron messaging service. Mm-hmm. She says, hello, Lee. I know Josh doesn't read this. She nope, it's true. Adi correctly says. She says, given recent exotic and exciting players and coach spotted, I thought I'd submit my recent player spotted. Yeah. I was visiting Cardiff on the weekend of the 5th of February. I you like might the remember. Specificity there. Specificity, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, reminds me of my master specific heat capacity in, in physics. You have to you have to really work with the enunciation. Really on that do. One. Yeah. Uh, you might remember Wales were in Dublin, about to be thrashed by Ireland that weekend. I says Anna. That, yeah. But pre pre thrashing, I went out for a walk with my parents. We did a night nice route past Landaff Cathedral. Dan, mm-hmm. I'm saying that because people in Cardiff call it Landaff, not Landaff. Before people pull me up. In fact, people kind of call it land if you've got to be specific about it. But that's uh, indeed. Um, he says down by the tap, so past Landiff Cathedral, down by the tap, and through Pontcana Fields, we were heading back to Landiff when we were walking towards a rather large man in a hoodie and shorts, walking a very small dog. Yeah, the dog was one of those poodle crossbreeds that lots of people have these days. Yes, no shedding. Mm-hmm. See. Everyone wants to be crossing uh, the poodle because it? it doesn't is that shed. It? Right, okay. Cockapoo, cockapoo, John, all the other bollocks. It's because they don't Cavapoos. shed. Cavapoo, uh. thank you. Uh, anyway, Anna says, I was so distracted by smiling at a sweet dog, I didn't realise until I was about two feet away from him that it was none other than Claremont Wales and British Nice Lions hero, John Fox Davis. Oh, hello. Walking a I tiny mean... dog in Pont Field. She finishes by saying, would Wales have beaten Ireland if he'd been in Dublin rather than Pont Canna? We'll never know. We'll never Anna. know. I yeah, know probably Anna. not. I know that if he was there, you wouldn't have beaten Ireland. No. Because him being stood in the 13 channel with all his experience would not have prevented your forwards being splintered into a thousand heartbreaking pieces with every No, it's true. Played. It probably wouldn't have been quite as bad as them playing Josh Adams at 13, though, you have to admit. You have to admit that. That could have gone a yeah. bit better. Yeah. A he, was, bit. he was responsible for at least one of the tries, wasn't he? Yes, at least. So, yeah, so there you mm. go. So, you know, a leisurely walk around Cardiff's most obvious walking path. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I'm probably Cardiff's most obvious rugby player spotting territory, I would imagine. Yeah, Pont Canner is, yeah. Pont Canner, the, the MacArthur Glen in Bridge End, <laughs> Pont Canner. Uh, and you, I also I'd say uh, the the Odeon in Cardiff Bay is probably um, a safe... Leamington Spa and Bath. Yeah, Leamington anywhere in Leamington Spa. Uh, I think it's Bath. all the spa towns in England. I think you could. Sp- I would to Harrogate. Is, yeah. I didn't see any of them. No, in <laughs> you might see some rugby league players in Harrogate. You wouldn't see the bollocks. Wouldn't tolerate their kind in Harrogate. <laughs> Get back to Keithley, where your type are tolerated. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so thank you very yes. much, Anna, for Monday and spotting a John Fox Davis not playing for Wales in a perhaps yes. unhelpful manner. Um, if you've got a player spotted, if you've seen a player out there in the wild doing something particularly dull in a dull situation, send it to us and spare no mundane details, either on the DMs for me or on the email, leeatbloodandmud.com, or via the patron messaging service, which lovely Anna did, because mm. she's a lovely patron. Thank you very much indeed. indeed. James Crone says, first time I went to Pont Canna, I misread the sign and was calling it Pancetta. <laughs> hang on, hang, no, hang, like the plant. Do you mean poinsettia? 
Do you mean poinsettia or pancetta? Yeah, James, James, I've, got, I've, got, I've got some wood for you. You've, you've, you've spelt poinsettia wrong. But that's fine. Ev everyone, makes, year, everyone makes mistakes like that all the time, especially if, you, if you've never seen something, if you've only ever seen something written and never read, then I, I will forgive you anything, to be fair. Is Pont Canada the place now where people from your hometown of Aberdare would go and look in estate agents' windows and have a heart attack on the spot? Oh, it's like obscenely yeah. expensive now, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of the most fashionable places to live in uh, the UK, according to Wales Online. It's, so, yeah, according to Wales Online. Come on. Yeah. Well, according to the... I think it was the Telegraph, like the most desirable place to live in Britain is um, fucking somewhere in West Wales now. Of course it is, because they just want to buy all the houses and push out the ordinary people. But where my brother-in-law lives always. Kidwelly, that's where it is. Fucking Kidwelly, where my dad's got a fucking holiday chalet. Kidwelly's one of the most desirable places to live. Apparently so. Jesus and Christ. Honestly, it's given my dad so much ammunition for <laughs> how great Kidwelly is. It's like, I've been there. It's all right. <laughs> the end. The um, My, my brother-in-law lives in Fleet. That always mm. comes out as really like a really good place to live. Which... I don't believe because I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it's hard to to sort of codify what you know. How do they really know what these places are? Is it a happiness index it? thing or something? I don't fucking know. What what the fuck is the happiest happiness index? <laughs> I've been to Fleet. It's just like every other high street, except the houses are about a million quid. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the other thing. If you get on one of those lists, all you're guaranteeing is that your children won't be able to afford to live there. Well it's done. like nice villages. I drive through nice villages, and 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 I know I'm bound to say this because because of where I live, right? But I drive through nice mm -hmm. villages, and I get and I'm like repelled at the idea of living in them because no, of the incredible agree. desire people have to living them. So that's the Same. kind of people you'd be living with. I mean, yeah. they love it. All power to them, and good for them. But that's why I'm a bit like, yeah, yes, I could walk to a nice coffee shop, but when I got to the coffee shop, I'd have to deal with those people. Well, this is same the reason thing, I don't uh, go to Twickenham, Josh. It all comes back to it's the same reason I don't go to Twickenham. But I, I, you know, I, yeah, obviously, I live in the West Country. There's a lot of those sorts of little villages that are very desirable, particularly those that have got train links to London, mm. are considered very desirable. And I just drive through them and just think, yeah. Flint's right. got train has got train links to London because of the Holyhead really? train line. Ooh. Yeah, two and oh, a half boy. hours direct. Have some of that. Fucking do it. I mean, when you arrive, you're in Flint, but you know, yeah. it's, it is a direct link. Yeah, they can't take that away from you. They can't, no. Yeah. Hasn't affected the house prices yet, but... Uh... No, not yet. Give it time. So there you go. Thank you, Anna. Please send your player spotters in to us, and, that, and we will oh, yeah. welcome them in. Wonderfully. Thank you very much. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power. Loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Is it time to maybe do some news, do we think? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean... Do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Uh, so, John Afoa is leaving Bristol, which is... <laughs> yes, uh, he is. Which is weird because he's thirty-seven he was, years old. I thought he was nailed on for coach. Yeah, he's thing? He was nailed, nailed on for coaching. What's the thing? He's technically a player coach this season, and obviously we knew that Bristol are going to have to get some salary off the book. But surely, like the easy thing there is just make him a full-time coach because that's what he's supposed to. You know, he's thirty-eight years old. That's what he's supposed to be fucking doing anyway. He's coaching. He's forgetting something, Josh. Where's he going? Well, this is the thing. For some reason. A 38 years of age, a man who was a Hollywood prop before it was cool to be a Hollywood prop uh, is going to have his eyeballs removed in the pro de deux. So, great. Look, you can't begrudge a man after the length of his career. He wants Just... All he wants is the simple pleasure of a mid-match knife fight exactly. before he retires. That's all. You know, you can't... Oh, who are we to deny him that? He feels like he hasn't been gouged enough in his career. No. And I respect that, you know. He, he, he's up for some some liberal late career gouging. So Why he's not? off the van, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is indeed off the van. Which pff, how much they must they be paying him? I mean, that's the thing. They, they must have put for a, a proper Hollywood as him to go. Even at yeah, all right, I'll yeah. put my eyes at risk at thirty eight and go <laughs> and go to fucking. Yes, they must have I'm been. Gonna, I'm going to need a lot of money. There's a possibility that somebody <laughs> might eat my fingers in a mall. So there's no guarantee I'm going to come out of this with all my digits and organs. So <laughs> fair. I'm going to need a big old offer. And clearly, we know that Van are very ambitious, as a lot of clubs in the uh, French second tier are. Although I did, did you see that the? Uh, um, Jean-Baptiste uh, Aldige, who's the president of Beeritz, described the promotion format in the Pro de Deux as a business made on human misery, which is, A, a, just a lovely turn of phrase. And also, finally, someone has said what we're all thinking. But don't be so specific, Jean-Baptiste. The whole sport broadly fits into that category. Don't sugarcoat it. I've, uh, I've, I've got a, a cement mixer on hire, obviously. Hello. Me big job. Mm-hmm. Made by Altrad. Oh, so wow. I'm, I'm never... contributing to the madness <laughs> that is the French rugby pay scales. But genuinely, that's the like. Who knew? Like I, knew I had no idea Altrad what they did, was... but now I do. I knew Altrad. Him. I knew Altrad was in construction, but Altrad is one of those companies that's apparently fucking massive. Um, is it like without... the French Yamaha? You, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, the stuff it does they everything. <laughs> They do everything from saxophones to heavy to motorbikes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those, you know, because Altrad is basically bankrolled in Rugby Union. You know, it's the biggest sponsor of the next World Cup. It's the biggest sponsor of France. They're sponsoring the All Blacks. For some reason, they're sponsoring the Melbourne Rebels this year. I don't know why. Um, 
but it's indeed it's one of those companies that just seems so big that you don't know what it does. But apparently, makes cement mixers. So fair Yamaha, play. though, right? Yeah, because Yamaha started off as a musical instrument company, didn't they? Hence, they got the tuning forks as their yes logo, and then mm. obviously branched out into fucking motorbikes and all kinds of mad shit. Yeah, they do everything. Like, yeah, why, hard, mate. you know, why isn't anybody else doing it? Why can't you buy a Gibson motorbike? Well, because frankly, yeah, like we, it, it's the sort all of American slight... classic. It's but it's there for the taking. But it's a very quite a sort of specifically Japanese thing in that these conglomerates, these big Japanese companies, do make fucking everything. Because they don't, or they make whiskey and loads of other mad shit. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but yeah, like as you say, Yamaha makes started off making organs, I think, and pianos, and still make them, but also make motorbikes and industrial robots and semiconductors and CD players, and I think they also may they do something to do the archery as well. <laughs> they, to do with archery. Do with that? Yeah, I know. It's is it the bow literally... or is it the arrow? Because there's nothing else to do with archery. I'm on. Okay, I'm on Yamaha's Wikipedia page, <laughs> and they've got are. they've got a collection of Yamaha guitars. Tick Yamaha saxophone. I used to have a Yamaha saxophone. Yamaha drum kit. Yamaha oh, keyboard. Hang on, stop. You can play the saxophone, and this is never. I been mean, mentioned. play is probably a. I I used it as a vehicle to go on a lot of. Uh, school jazz band drinking trips between the ages of 15 and 18 um but yeah you know i could probably still play an f if i wanted to uh that's about all i can remember i was never very good um and i realized that it wasn't very cool well, it's jazz you could just make a lot of squawking sounds oh, exactly that's why that's what i tried and people just looked at me funny but anyway yes yeah, so got... man is off the charts yeah <laughs> wow that's the thing we were, only pl- nice. we were playing like fucking really like dreadful big band shit it wasn't even cool jazz it was just like ugh, glenn miller shit which <laughs> yeah oh yeah we played that one oh. um in the yamaha mood i'm in a fucking make... mood i'll tell you that. <laughs> in the fucking mood yamaha make inflatable boats outboard motors super bikes scooters dvd players golf carts all-terrain vehicles, snowmobiles, jet skis, hi-fis, keyboards, drum sets, mixing consoles, speakers, uh, sound chips, semiconductors. Fuck me, it's too much. It's too many things. Oh, and they also support, like, they also own a rugby team. Because See, these are these American companies that are meant to like be fucking ace and the height of capitalism. And what the fuck are they mm. what, what offender spe- doing just making guitars and amplifiers? Yeah, they're they wasting everyone's fucking time. The American Mostly thing their is own. just you specialize in one thing and make that one thing, with the exception of like weird massive things like General Electric. Whereas, you know, Hyundai are just like, yeah, we'll make you a car, we'll make you a TV, we'll make a massive fuck off sh- like container ship. We'll do everything. Why not? And they do um chainsaws and they do, yeah. I've got, Hyundai, I've got a Hyundai leaf, leaf blower, in fact. Good man. Honestly. Petrol one? No, electric. Battery. Honestly, I've, my, garden's too, my garden's too small to require anything petrol, to be honest. That shouldn't stop you, Josh. <laughs> what else are you going to do? You've got a baby now. Know. You might as well just That's buy true. loads of petrol shit. You've got to spend more time priming stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, what was that? That was John Foa going to John France Foer is what that was. Some news. What news have you got? Uh, speaking of people who are actually retiring, and sadly, yes. Tom Young's has obviously retired. Indeed. 
yeah. finally. Um, wonderful, wonderful reception at the weekend at Welford so. Road. Um, and, uh, you know, the more you read about him and the whole family, actually, we, you know, we pop a bit of a joke at Ben Young's and stuff like that. However, Tom just seems like an altogether completely lovely bloke by all accounts. Yep. And, and his honest, brother, the, the he seems to have a lovely relationship yeah. and all that stuff. Really Absolutely nice. Got, got their priorities straight, know what they're doing. You know, I've got whatever critiques we ever have of them both as players. And believe me, we've got plenty about Ben Young's. Like, they are clearly good blokes. At least Tom Young's had the decency to move off the international stage. I was going to say, in a, yeah. in a respectable time frame. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think he he did it out of choice. I think it was more Eddie Jones not rating yeah, in, in any way, not, shape, but, or I mean, form. You know, we can, we can all poke fun, as, as listeners will, will well know. But a hell of a career, actually. Indeed. Also, especially these last five years when there's been an absolute... All manner shit of other shit going on. Yeah, and he's and you know let's not forget fucking he played like he was a centre until until like two thousand and eleven or two thousand and twelve or something like that, and he only converted to hooker when he was on loan at Nottingham, and he then went from sort of being a fairly middling centre to being a fucking British and Irish lion, (laughs) and like. It is one of the more sort of remarkable, like, twists of a... He's the English Christian Dacey in many ways. He is a bit, yeah. And he came out out of nowhere. But actually properly deserved probably to be there as opposed to... Yeah, and, you know, England were not, you know, at their best when he was playing. And, you know, certainly it wasn't a vintage era of England hookers because fucking Lee Mears was still involved at that point. But, like... (laughs) You know, he I know is. But yeah, he genuinely like he reinvented himself quite late in his career. Because you know, and he became an international. And became an international out of it. And that's the sort of thing that doesn't happen in this game anymore. You know, that was ten years ago, so he was like twenty four, twenty five. Like how many players switch positions in their early to mid twenties? And it goes so well that they go from be playing for fucking Bedford and Nottingham to being a fucking British and Irish lion. Dave, what's his name? Did he, didn't he? For the for Harlequins, he moved, yes. he moved from hooker to back row. I think because he couldn't tolerate his throwing in anymore. <laughs> Can't remember his surname. Dave, what's his name? Somebody'll tell me. You'll know what I'm talking about. Vaguely, I can see his face, but what always happens is when you can't remember somebody, then my mind instantly goes blank. So. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, yeah, definitely called Dave. Anyway, um, yes. yeah, so really, all the best to him, and I'm glad he got Indeed. to have a proper send off at, at Leicester because definitely. he absolutely deserved it, really. And we wish him and his Too family right. all the best because it's uh, not that I give a fuck about that, but we did anyway. Indeed. And then you know, in a couple of weeks ago, about slagging his brother off and forget all. Oh that, yeah, 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 yeah. What have you got? Never any other way. Newsworthy, right this moment in time. There's not a great deal of fucking news today, is there? Let's be say, hey, what is he's Ponty Pool after you, me? <laughs> that is. I mean, it's like I completely agree <laughs> what seems to have happened with Pont with the WIU Championship season. Um, appears bullshit. <laughs> and I like and surely something has to be done there. Um 
but some some people have been saying that like technically there is like the WIU wanted the championship to not really be regarded as a league this year and there's no official league table and so like <laughs> on, so basically what's happened is that Pontypool have been trying to rearrange a postponed fixture with Bather um but they can't like because Bather keeps... apparently they've offered several days to Bather they just keep saying no yeah yeah so and we can't do it then and so uh, ultimately WIU is basically gone well okay well you can't play it so we're not going to award you any points for it either and because of that um even though it's clearly Bather's fault that Bather's fault that um the, the fixture hasn't been fulfilled. They're not going to award Pontypool any points, and as a result, Pontypool aren't going to win the WIU championship, and they are fucking fuming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've claimed it uh, an un- embarrassing and unacceptable display of unprofessionalism, which I agree, but also the WIU championship. I want to recalibrate your expectations there. Pontypool. Well, exactly. The WIU championship is not a professional league. It is supposed to be an amateur league. The fact that clubs like you know Pontypool are one of the few clubs in that lower tier, um, and there's not even that many clubs in the Premiership that are that refuse to sign the thing that allows you to get funding from the WIU for being a, from the community portion of the game because they pay their players. And so, you know, Pontypool are basically running a professional outfit in an entirely amateur league, um, which A, makes it funny that they haven't won all their games this season and they have lost to both Neath uh, and Bedwas, who are both above them in the table at the moment. But also, it's just like, I mean, guys, if you're expecting professional behaviour, maybe, be, you know, it's an amateur Dave, league. What do you expect? Dave's response to the tweet has been to respond by congratulating Bargoid on winning the league. Oh, Bargoid, so yeah, yeah. Which, as as pure shit housing goes, none none more Welsh amateurism is there. It's, it's incredible, glorious, isn't it? But it, I mean, it does show that even at community level, where you know they've got you know, a huge amount of the WRU's money goes towards. All of this stuff, um, and you know, a large part of why the WIU is you know badly underfunds its fucking professional team so badly is because it's propping up this community game, and yet it's still a fucking shit show. And I've every, just been, you know, both Harley Worthy and Rob Diamond in the comments have made the point that it was a parody account. Ah, oh, boo, boo. Well, I'm well, sure because it's it's not like fucking. Bargoid have got a fucking blue tick, is it? Like in just it was Bader that, that responded. But anyway, oh, it from a sorry, parody yeah. account, the fact that we could believe it was actually real says probably a lot about Welsh rugby or a lot about us. I don't Absolutely, know, probably a bit about it does. Yeah, um, Rob Diamond also says that Pontypool spelled, spend proper wedge in calling for clubs to be expelled and WR board to retire. Just smacks of toys being chucked out of the pram. I've interviewed I mean, Ben, who, who runs Pontypool. Yes. Um, a very nice they, interview. Very nice fella. But they I do think you go their own way in these things, and they refuse to be, which I think makes them an easy target for people. Mm. But like, because they are just in absolutely like you know, they refuse to, to. Most people at the lower levels of the WIU game are like very happy to just toe the line and take their money. 
and Ben and Pontypool refuse and have always refused to do it and have always been loud and difficult. But, you know, it's... It, I mean, it's, you still can't it's, escape the central fact that how is it when a club can't fulfil a fixture after being offered multiple dates? But, the, the, but, the governing body doesn't go, well, you forfeit the points then, don't you? Yeah. How it's is really that? very simple. And it, it, it's, and it, but, you know, because the problem that the WU community board has is that I can't find any evidence of who is on the WIU community board, which in itself fucking stinks, by the way. <laughs> it's like there is a board, but there's no... When you click on, on the WIU website on community board, it just says... Uh, when you click on the professional board on the WIU website, you get bios of every single person on the WIU professional side of things board. When you click on the community board... There's absolutely nothing. And <laughs> it's just, I mean, it just, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, why, why is that? Why is this a stake secret? Who is in the community game board that governs the community game in Wales? I don't know. <laughs> Genuinely don't know. But it's, it's weird. The whole thing is weird. And I just, don't understand why bad governance like this is happening <laughs> still. Just, I mean, it shows uh, once again for the 10 millionth time that the WIU, its current structure, is absolutely not fit for purpose for anybody, for community clubs, for semi professional clubs, for professional clubs, for the national team. It's all a fucking shambles and it desperately needs to be reformed. Whether it will be, who knows. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Quite. Um, in fact, last bit of news for me, um, the four-woman shortlist for the player of the Six Nations has been announced. <clears throat> yes. It contains Marley Packer and Sarah Byrne. Um, it does. And, and also um, Laura Sansu and Marisou Fall from France, which... I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you if, could Sarah, probably, Sarah, if Sarah, Sarah Byrne doesn't win it, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, she is the only player for from an England point of view, you can honestly say she has not played a bad second of rugby um, in this tournament. Even when the rest, even when England went to shit last week against Ireland, she was still the only fucking person in that team still being 10 out of 10 excellent. So, yeah. She's had a remarkable year, yeah. Um, okay, any more news? Nah. Right. Shall we talk about the weekend then? Well, that Six Nations bit kind of leads us into the weekend chat, doesn't it? So Indeed. So at that point, we'll say goodbye to our non-patron listeners. Goodbye. Uh, Don't know why I'm waving. Uh, you can't see this anyway, because you can't no, see the live stream if you're not paying to no, So, um, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Anyway. Well, so yes, I think that's the weekend, isn't it? So that is the weekend done, we think, don't we? So... We welcome back our non-patron listeners. Hello. Hello. And we go into the shit good, I guess. You you missed Lee going off to have a wee. You did. You non-patron um, listeners you. Yeah. Excuse me. I said it was a comfort break. You've got no idea what I've nailed made of, done. Yeah, you, who knows what you did. I just, I'm just assuming we. I might have just gone and done some squat thrusts and stretched my Maybe. calves out a bit yeah, and yeah, come yeah. back. <laughs> um, I didn't do that. But yeah, it's a... So, shit good, Josh. Have you got any shit? Um, most of my shit we've already talked about, really. Have we? we've, we've talked about Wales' kicking game, and we've talked about London Irish being fundamentally silly. So, <laughs> um, Not many shits this week from, from the listenership. I think they're, they're in a good mood. Really it's bank holiday weekend, I don't know. Yeah, I see. Um, Andy Bradshaw gets in touch. He says, shit, this is non-rugby related, but it's, it's, it's a story in many acts. So... He says, shit, a co-op lorry taking out the one bit of our fence that didn't need replacing. <laughs> he said, however, the good was that I got Mate. to do temporary repairs using a bunch of power, to- power tools my nice. wife said I'd never use. That'll learn, won't it, Andy? Um, he said, and also good, he said, then after that, the guy from the co-op turned up while I was doing it to A, compliment me on my job, tick, and B, nice. tell me they were going to replace 12 metres of fence even though there's nice. only two metres of damage. <laughs> yes. Nice grift you've got going on there, Andy. Indeed. I mean, if you can get somebody to pay for something that they haven't even broken, especially if it's a big fucking company, that's one of the most satisfying things I'm in try- the world. Surely. I wish I could get somebody to do that for me fridge. <laughs> Twice I've tried to follow the insurance now. I was going to say. That's on hold for that 20 going? minutes. <sighs> Honestly. Too much. And then they'd probably say no for the first time, won't they? Stu Clark gets in touch. He says, shit, is the absolute shambles of the refereeing standards in the URC. Anything in particular this weekend? Um, he says, I know Josh has spoken about it in the past as well, but White House was honking for both Ulster <laughs> and Edinburgh the weekend, and there was real frustration on both sides, yes. It's always, you always know that the refs, you've done a great job when both sides are absolutely tamping with you. A few people, other people wrote about that as well. I didn't, I'm really down here, about how he was effectively rushing medical staff to make a decision. Fuck it, Al. Harley Worthy gets in touch. He says, shit, is Cardiff losing again? I mean, it's a matter of opinion, obviously, as Josh will probably say. Why are we shocked by this now? So, but good is that they weren't as bad as they were against the Ospreys. We've forgotten news. They've signed it, they've signed a forward. Cardiff, haven't they? I mean, yeah. They signed... I mean, they signed a Hollywood lock, so it is very much in Cardiff's fucking It's in keeping, yes. yes. But like, yeah, you know, Tamani will be a, a good signing for them, I think. it's He adds a bit of fucking ballast. Have they got their... a defence coach? Uh, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> it certainly doesn't look like it, is what I was asking, yeah. I tell you what, uh, anyway. the Osprey's defense is a lot better now that they've actually got added defense coach for the last couple of months. So it's almost know. like it's an important part of the game, which should be properly resourced, isn't it? Um, yeah, funny that. 
Mm. Uh, ben Smith says, shit, he's feeling unsure about how much to celebrate destroying your local rivals because of how terrible they were. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a Gloucester tweet, Ben, is it? Yeah, there was a time where you, you, it sort of felt like, God, if this was a fight, they would have stopped this. after about Strong throw minutes. the damn towel energy from Rocky IV. <laughs> real, real. Drago versus Creed, yeah. Oh. Um Hunter Sewell gets in touch, our friend in America. He says, shit is going to an Atlanta baseball game and having to listen to Trumpy McAsshole berate me about politics the whole time. I'm assuming, was that somebody in the crowd who was that type of person? Or I mean, was yeah, Donald Trump the, actually at a Braves game? The Atlanta Braves are not exactly in step with the right side of history. It's, the, it only, it's the only tiny... Tiny flaw in the Jason in the, in the Jason Isbell love that I have. Yes, is this is an adoration of the Braves and his yes. silence on their quite <laughs> obvious shit baggery. So, yeah, yeah, it is. It is a blemish. It is. Maybe I should DM him about that. <laughs> oh, he's followed you, has he? You could say, "Excuse yeah, me, yeah. Jay, I'll do this in public." However, <laughs> um, anyway. Hunter also says good though. He said good is Shauna Brown's BBC uh, piece about the vulnerability she felt following a neck injury. It was eye opening about the mental health rigors of the game. Yes, yes, indeed. She's great, Shauna Brown. She really is. She's never not ace. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Reese not gets in touch finally. He says shit is Neil Francis. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Claiming that young rugby players in Ireland are dying because they've taken Class A drugs before games and not because rugby is inherently dangerous. Even for him, that's some Olympic standard mental gymnastics. Not, still not as bad as fucking Rugby Tonight's attempt to talk about con- concussion, was it, on Sunday? God. Christ I, almighty. It was real bad. Like, I, <laughs> I understood why. They clearly felt like they had to do it and they wanted to do it. But nobody on air had any balls or any, like, and you can say, I mean, you know, they are all, to a greater or lesser degree, heavily employed by rugby union, and therefore nobody had the gumption to actually ask complicated or difficult questions of any of the people on there about why more stuff is like. It was all about like protecting the health of the players that have retired. You know, they're in their forties now, and it was some stuff about mouth guards and. <laughs> Willie Stewart's a weird one as well because he's always been pretty strong on how it all needs sorting. And now he seems to have gone headlong into the, you know, have a few less pints of Strongbow or something. Well, I think he's sort of like, you know, in a similar way that I was, I've sort of given up and embraced the 20 minute red card. <laughs> I sort of, I sort of feel like he's just given up trying to actually engineer meaningful change in rugby union because he sees that it's not going to happen. And is instead trying to drive his efforts into doing things that will hopefully meet. You know, he basically is trying to help the players that have already been like damaged by this in the only way that he knows how, and the only way that you know, the only way that he sees is because it's too late. <laughs> it's fucking too late for all of the players who played between like nineteen ninety seven and you know, 2018, 19, who regularly got headshots for fun. Um, but nobody asked, at no point did anybody ask Willie Stewart about the current fucking everything that's happening with 
the fucking concussion advisory working group or whatever the fuck it's called and Paul McCrory getting fucking disgraced and and that whole thing being a and no point did any like like nobody asked him if they thought that the concussion protocol should be changed now that he this guy's been shown to be a fucking charlatan who like has recused himself off the board and has got various things hanging over him of people complaining that he's not done his job properly and it's like why isn't it you know if you're having a head if you're having a fucking thing about head injuries surely the unsuitability of the the group that's drawn up all the frameworks is something that a responsible journalist should be asking but there were not any like love and respect to everybody in that room, but there were no fucking journalists in that room. It was a bunch of pundits and presenters who were all paid by BT Sport and by ineffectively World Rugby and the Gallagher Premiership. And so nobody had the balls to actually fucking say. Like it was just like, Oh, that's great you're doing that. Oh, that's great you're doing that as well. And there was no sort of like, but could you not be doing more? And that was like the fucking gigantic stomping fucking tusk waving elephant in the room and it was just flat out ignored man and it was just fucking that's the level of dial that's you know the level of discourse that we have on that's the height of discourse about head injuries on tv and rugby union that we've got now i guess and it's fucking depressing it takes them a long time to move though it was five years before they actually had it isn't this exercise a thing a bad idea actually <laughs> Front and center on the on the. It does. Uh, uh, that's the thing. I I, I genuinely feel like it, that that segment was done with the best will in the world by the people who yes. work at PT, and by everybody involved. But they just there were huge, big, fucking honking questions there that needed to be asked, and nobody had the gumption to ask them. That's the end of shit. I think. I think so. Good wise. I'll start with good Sarah yep. Byrne. Always Not just for the obvious, the obvious stuff, the play, obviously, mm. but also for saying that the proper contracts are needed for all players because of the effect they're not having them as on the mental health. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a something... really good point that people don't really, I certainly haven't really thought about until I read that. And it's a really good point, actually. The pressure, man. Yeah. To know that you've got a fucking job <laughs> to do as well as be. It was something that came out of that No Woman I Try thing. It's like you've got to behave like you're supposed to behave like an elite athlete while also having a job is just fucking mad shit and she rightly called it out i had bobby windsor as a after dinner speaker at our club once and he he actually kind of made a joke about the fact that well he wasn't really joking he was reflecting on his experience but sort of saying that obviously he played international on saturday and then because bobby wasn't you know in that typical welsh way bobby worked at a steelworks mm. so he was like literally i had a fucking foreman calling me a cunt monday morning <laughs> After I played for Wales on a Saturday, basically. <laughs> now I'm not saying that was the same thing, but I suppose they just, in a way, but the game was absolutely and completely different back then. Yeah, but that's the thing the game was, but then the women are expected to behave like elite athletes, like yes, the men are, yeah. and yet while still having this fucking throwback ridiculousness. Um, he, he was lamenting it even back then that basically I was fucked. Indeed. And I'd been this superstar and I just went in and got a bollocking in work, basically. Yeah. What have you got us good? Anything? Chris Bloody Ashton. Yes. Like, I feel like we, we we like him a lot more than a lot of people do. <laughs> um and I just thought it was 
like that third. Obviously, he's now the most the Prem's all-time leading try scorer, and deservedly so, because I think he is one of the best wingers the Premiership has ever seen. And that third, the third try that he scored was just like a perfect summation of everything that we love about Chris Ashton. Because like Leicester make that break from inside, basically on their own line. And he's Ashton's steaming up on Young's inside shoulder as Bristol are trying to number up in defence. And then the way just just before Young's is raising the pass, he just switches to the outside shoulder right at the last second, cuts that beautiful angle, mm. and then he's got nothing but grass to run into, and it's a certain try. And like it's so easy. But the intelligence and the anticipation and the way that he reads the game to exercise those angles that he runs. And those late fucking appearances on people's shoulders that he does is why he scored 95 tries in the Prem. And it's really funny, isn't it? Because it's it should be completely coachable, that. Yeah. Because it is like, um, when you see it developing like this, you should move. Because what Ashton does, he moves ahead of play, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then lets it go past him. So he's there just at the right time to time his run. And that should be eminently coachable. And yet it obviously isn't. <laughs> it clearly because isn't. Because so few people actually do it. But he can just no. do it wonderfully, you know? Yeah, it's remarkable stuff. It really is. Yeah, well, another great career, yeah. Yeah. Um, just quickly, a congratulations to Fraser McVean, listener on the birth of his daughter, Juliet. That's good. Indeed. And I do love that listen, so many listeners use this section to give us like non-rugby-related personal news. It's very nice. It is. So we're like a group of friends you want to share news with. It's lovely. Um and even bad news sometimes. So, but it's it's all very nice. So, thank you very much for sharing that. Simon Clark gets in touch. He said, "Neve Jones's player of the match performance for Ireland against Scotland. She was unreal. Yes, she, yeah, she was. was. Uh, sticking with women's rugby, Matt Merritt gets in touch. He was a keen follower of women's rugby. We know that. Hello, Matt. He says, "Good is um, London Irish Emeralds, the winning the women winning Championship Two Southwest with a plus three hundred twenty six points difference and a sixteen Oof. wins from sixteen. Fair play." Good season. Piers gets in touch. I hope he's not Piers Francis after what we said before. I'll be awkward. He says, Piers says, good. He said, and again, sharing some nice news. He says, good, I'm retiring after 33 years working as a consultant nurse in A&E. Fair play. Enjoy it. You've obviously Indeed. worked bloody hard. Um, he says, shit is Courtney Laws' thumb after playing a full match after a compound dislocation two weeks ago. Really, was that the best option? Genuinely, Piers. when you... That picture of his picture, finger yes. which is basically held on by string um <laughs> of course he shouldn't be playing fucking rugby union <laughs> like no. of fucking course he shouldn't but you know oof. people have a right to make unwise decisions and all that well indeed it's his body his choice which is something he wouldn't say about a woman um but... <laughs> <laughs> we actually don't know that no we don't law but... <laughs> of probability states Let's not get into that discussion. The news has come out of America today. Yes. But anyway, uh, Led Stephen Powell gets in touch again with some lovely news. He says, "God, I've passed my PhD with minor corrections this week. After four years of hard work, during which the pod has provided sympathetic backdrop to my toil. Well, I'm glad we could play a tiny part in you getting through that, Led Stephen Powell. Should I say, Doctor Led Stephen Powell? Yeah. Or very nearly that." Uh, Neil Webber gets in touch. He says, good is a grand slam, 23 unbeaten games, and able to take an early setback and turn it around. Brilliant forwards, lightning backs, and they all seem like nice people. It's great to be a Red Roses fan, says Neil. 
sickening, isn't it? If you're not on that Andy Hun gets in touch. He says, good, he's been a Gloucester fan this week. One point away from fourth, and I've got tickets for the Twicken and game against Harlequins. Nice. He said, however, shit is that we all already know what the result against Harlequins is going to be. I mean, yeah. Just doing Northampton on him. Yeah. Alex Reese jones who went to Italy this weekend, he says, good, was being allowed on the zebra pitch after the game to chat to and have photos with the home players who ended up necking pints with us. Fair play. That's not a bad way to spend a bank holiday weekend, is it, in Italy? Necking pints with professional rugby players on the pitch. He said uh, He said it also good is I tried to speak Italian to one of the players to say congratulazioni. I don't know that's oh, even God. a word. Oh, he said God. only to be told, it's all right, lads, I'm from Bath. He said it was Chris Cook and nobody recognised him straight away. <laughs> 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 oh, Brilliant. no. Uh, and finally, some lower division news. Steph Franklin gets in touch. He says, "Good is for the first time in seven years. I've, in the seven years I've been a season ticket holder, Isha have given me some good news and have been promoted." And she said, "Shit though, is I still haven't got my voice back." Okay. Oh, again, good news for you, Steph. Good Indeed. news for Isha. That probably sound that does. I'm not going to be funny. Sound like the poshest place in the world. It's but I'm does. glad they've been promoted. Have you got any more goods, Josh, before we bring nah, this to a close? Let's, let's, let's end this. I'd like to thank everybody who stuck around even through my wee-wee break. Yep. And uh, we'll see you all next week when inexplicably the season will still not be over. Somehow. The regular season will still have a month left. Fucking well, this is this is what we are now. This is literally Honestly. like the end. This is like Sons of Anarchy. It is, it's, Just waiting yeah. to see how much sillier it can get. <laughs> Very silly is my book. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Pleasure. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.